Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And back again after a very short hiatus. I'm kind of enjoying the time off between episodes, and it definitely gives us a lot more time to kind of do the research uh, that we kind of lost time on back when we were doing it every week. Right. Uh, with it get, going gives on. us a little more solid... <laughs> case for <laughs> doing the show yeah and you know it you know actually before we even get in it has been a few weeks I'm sure there's a ton of stuff going on with the with your uh new writers guild that you established in north dakota and just family time i mean what's going on how has life been yeah um it's been really good um got a lot of great stuff going on um the guild became a officially a nonprofit organization in North Dakota. So uh, that's awesome. I've got a board that is starting to step up. Um, they are a little bit younger, so we're on a huge learning curve on top of none of us have ever been a part of a nonprofit organization. So there's that. Um, we've got a new anthology being worked on. Um, I'm working on a couple new projects other than the anthology, um, a new book, the sequel to uh, the legendary creature project, the Griffin. Um, so yeah, it's been busy, but uh, the, the book that I'm working on right now is separate from the trilogy. And it uh, kind of goes along the lines of stuff we've talked about where it involves Human DNA, which I don't know why I'm stuck on splicing human DNA with things, but that's kind of where my mindset goes for right now. Um, but human and alien DNA being joined together, and it creates a super soldier. And, right. yeah, it's it's a story that's kind of been done multiple times, but I think I'll give it a good spin on it. And I think that's the important thing, because I think we, we've all heard time and time again, there's never been a story that hasn't been told. And so that's all we keep. Even nowadays, we look at what's happening in the movie theater, and we're seeing remake after remake after remake. Right. I mean, how many Batman can we possibly have in a single year? Right. Um, you know, so and that's just how it is. It, it's always the same topic, I guess. But yeah. the story behind it is different, you know, so... I'm looking forward to seeing that. I haven't read any of that. I know normally I get to read some of your stuff and all I've heard is some stuff, little things here and there that you've been sharing with me, but well, it helps fun. that I'm actually handwriting out instead of typing. So that's why you haven't seen anything yet. So, and just to share with you guys really quick, 
something that I kind of divulged to myself is, you know, you can type out a, a story and you have to go through multiple drafts. But if you handwrite one, and this is something that I'm kind of getting used to because I haven't done handwritten stuff for a long time, is if you handwrite out something, you already have your first draft right there. So when you go to type it, you're already working on your second draft and you can see the the holes or the spots where you need improvement. So that's just a something that I'm really finding more and more is true because it's something that I, I gave up. I went electronic. So something interesting for you guys to, to think about. And then you're working on a couple of new projects too. So yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I have my own book uh, that I've started. It's called the circus in the woods and it's kind of a horror based action adventure uh, story about, I'm only working on the outline right now and I'm about six chapters into that. And it's a long, it's not like little bullet points either. It's like full spread out chapters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it takes me a good five minutes at least to read through each chapter, which is a good thing. Uh, but it's mostly, I thought about doing like what I do for screenwriting, which is just doing a sentence or two and then picking up the story when I'm actually writing the script itself uh, and just use it as like a, you know, basis of idea and then spin off the idea. But when I'm writing this, I'm like, there's so many ideas that it's easier just mm-hmm. to put it on a paragraph form and write the chapter out and add more later. Um, so that's been kind of fun, but a little difficult considering, as you know, time restraints for both of us yeah. uh, between work and everything else. So I've only had probably about a day, one day a week to really sit down and do some writing, but it's coming along. I've got that. And then I'm also working on my web series that I've been writing uh, that one. I'm I think I'm actually six episodes into that one uh, with four more to go. So I'm excited for that. It's been about a year in progress. Uh, and I came to a sticking point after episode six. I was like, I don't like, where did this go from here? <laughs> this is a big kind of finale like esque thing that happened. And it's like, man, how do I go above this? So <laughs> I have an idea and I'm running with it. So we're messing with that for sure. Um, beside that, I'm shopping for a new camera so i'm looking forward to getting that because that means we do have a film a short film that we plan on filming in north carolina this year in september uh something that we were planning last year when we were in north carolina so i'm excited for that too um and beside that it's just the same old same old here we are well that gives you the opportunity to get the web series filmed in a a good light as well so and that's and that's one where like I've got friends who are interested in working on that particular story. Um, and I've got guy who wants to DP and got sound guy who's interested in it. Um, and, and really that one came together just because of where we lived. I just looking out over the lake and I was like, man, this could be a nice little, like just a story evolved around <laughs> this, this lake. Um, so hopefully if I, once I get those 10 episodes done, which will be within the next couple months here, uh, we're going to start looking into pre-production and hopefully doing some production in 2021. Uh, I purposely decided I don't want to film anything in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 2020 at this point is cursed. Uh, so <laughs> um, I'll do the one in North Carolina because that's just, you know, my friends and family that are going to be down there. will be together. Right. You'll be out else. there. Right. 
Um, <laughs> but when you're trying to get everybody together and you got to travel state to state and stuff like that, yeah, we'll just wait till 2021 <laughs> figure that out. Uh, but yeah, so now that we're all caught up, this is Paratooth Radio, so we probably shouldn't be talking too much about writing anymore. Yeah. Although, if any of you have some good horror stories, we'd love to hear them. So please feel free yeah. to send that to us, paratooth30.gmail.com, or check us out at newlanternmedia.com, where you can just kind of message us. I was going to message you the other day on New Lantern, just to see if it really worked. <laughs> um, but I decided not to. I didn't want you to get all excited that we finally got someone to message us, and then you're like, oh, it's just... <laughs> Well, I do get notifications on my phone when somebody even just pops onto the website. So, yeah, you guys can message us either through email or straight from the website. So, or, you know, we are on pretty much all the social medias out there, um, Mm -hmm. at least the popular ones. So, yeah. So, definitely reach out to us if you have a story. If you have any topics that you want to talk about or maybe share that you want us to talk about, Uh, we love. You know us. We'd love to be able to investigate that and bring some more information to you guys or even just share your thoughts and ideas with people. So yeah. <clears throat> with that said, a couple of months ago, I think now, it's mm-hmm. don't even know. The time lately has just been so weird. Um, it's, I came yeah, across an article. A month and a half, two months, something like that, that you messaged me. Yeah. Uh, I was reading an article in Men's Health that I just thought was really interesting and very sci-fi and it was just one of those things where i didn't quite i wasn't ready for the article i was like well this is kind of weird so i sent it off to justin i was like dude this is something very different for us uh in terms of the paranormal uh and i thought it'd be interesting to talk about so he took a while took me a few weeks to finally get him to sit down and read the darn thing yeah (laughs) but he did he found some stuff and he read it and he's like all right we got to do this so i'm going to kick it off with this article actually it's it's a very short article i'm not even going to read the whole thing but it's really interesting and it's by it was published in april of 2019 by biospace.com now it says hemoglobin oxygen therapeutics llc also known as hbo2 therapeutics is a world leader in oxygen carrying solutions now during that time this was april 18th of 2019 they announced pioneering research conducted at yale school of medicine highlighting an innovative system that restores brain circulation and some cellular functions in pig brains four hours after death now importantly there was no evidence of global network activity or full brain functions such as awareness perception or other higher order brain functions during the experiments Published as a lead study in April of 2019 issue of Nature, the system called BrainX involves three components, including engineering a specific perfusion solution using Hemopure as a critical ingredient to supply oxygen to the tissue. BrainX is designed to mimic pulsating blood flow at normal body temperatures of 37 degrees Celsius and during a six-hour perfusion period. This researchers observed a reduction in cell death and evidence for the restoration of some cellular functions, including spontaneous synaptic activity. Now, the findings on the study entitled Restoration of Brain Circulation and Cellular Function Hours Post-Mortem indicate that the brain possesses a higher capacity for cellular restoration than was previously observed after death of blood flow may 
be prolonged rather than rapid process. And of course, the research in this claims that maybe this type of brain X technology, along with the hemopure provided by HBO2 therapeutics, may be able to help bring in new insights into brain disorders, including stroke and Alzheimer's disease. Now, I thought this is really interesting in the fact that here we have whatever brain X is this kind of pulsating thing <laughs> that helps uh, pump blood that's no longer pumping uh, with Hemopure, which is actually the thing that we want to talk about because this is a product, a, a blood byproduct that carries oxygen uh, through the body. And it kind of creeped me out, this particular little article, because I'm thinking, what else do we know has brain activity but is also dead? Zombies. zombies. Yeah. So um, in so 2020, we've just now created zombies on top of everything else that's been going on. Right. I, <laughs> I said that might be next, either that or Civil War, <laughs> one of those two. So maybe it's Civil War and zombies. With zombies. <laughs> yeah. So that would be interesting. We just need uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter to come around and start killing zombies, too. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because when you mentioned him up here to me and I read through the the article, um, and I'll share this, guys, with you. If you've never seen the, the show True Blood from HBO, that's what it really reminded me of. And I'm like, oh, no, like, are we creating a blood substitute for vampires now um i mean it 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 does have medical treatment obviously it's a what they're classifying as a drug but um yeah it was just really weird like reading through this article and seeing that we have a blood substitute now a, a one that's not necessarily approved by the fda but Nonetheless, in case of major emergency, we have something that could probably still save somebody's life if they're losing a lot of blood. Absolutely. But let's also be clear about this because this blood isn't actually blood. Hemopure is just a blood-like product that is actually made from cow blood. Think about that for a moment. Yeah. So this cow blood is purified by HBO by HBO to uh, therapeutics and is basically they basically pull all the red blood cells they play, they pull all the little things that blood normally has but they keep the white blood cells which carry oxygen and this byproduct is purified cow's blood is then treated or used who are basically need blood transfusions and it's a last resort type thing that's something that we need to note you can't just go in with like, if you need a blood transfusion oh let's use hemopure no it has to be absolute last resort that's critical by the fda uh they said the only way it can be used is if you've exhausted every other resource and your last option is hemopure then you can give it a try but of course there's no guarantee that it's going to work and nobody knows what the side effects are there could be no very bad side effects is what they could possibly be one way or the other yeah um as i was looking through the 
article, I, w- I was looking for like side effects. It doesn't really go into great detail in this article that I found um, about any specific side effects other than it, it may cause blood clots, which would, you know, in turn cause a stroke or a heart attack. Uh, that was that was pretty much it. There wasn't really a whole lot else in there or volume overload, which I had never heard of. But basically the the concept is, is if you have too much blood, that can cause issues for you. So that's right. the only two that I came across. Was there any specific ones that you came across other than that? No, no the, there's not really any specific ones. The, the only thing that really came through by the FDA and the reason the FDA uh, had decided not to approve it just yet was because there's actually, unlike blood, uh, which carries... So basically what regular blood does is it has this ability, I forget what the property is of blood, that allows the vein to open up. Um, It's basically like nitric oxide in it is what it is. Uh, So blood has nitric oxide in it. And nitric oxide is used to basically inflame or widen the blood vessels, or in this case, the veins. Uh, Nitric oxide is actually used very commonly uh, in athletic for athletic performance. I've used nitric oxide in the past. And what it does is it opens up the veins to help carry oxygen better and more efficiently to the muscles uh, to give you better pump. And so that's what is happening here because blood, in this case, hemopure, doesn't have nitric oxide in it. There's no guarantee that the blood cells, the white blood cells, would actually be able to push its way through organs that it needs to get to. Um, and as such, all you would be doing is pumping it in there. It would create a block and you would die of a heart attack, um, which when HBO2 Therapeutics came back uh, talking with it, the FDA said, this is true, but hemopure is only to be used in a last resort. This is if somebody's going to die without it. You tr- try it and if they die, they would have died without it. But right. on the flip side, there's another 50% chance that they're going to survive and live. There have been, statistic, statistically, it's gone both ways. There have been people who've used it and they didn't make it. But on the flip side, there have been people who've used it and they survived and they're doing just fine today. Uh, so nobody really knows why it works sometimes and why it doesn't. I'm sure it has a lot to do with the state of the person. Um what their body condition is in, you know, how far along they are in the treatments. Um, But I do know that it's kind of a sit and wait type of treatment. You know, this is something that's got to be pumped, a full bag pumped into the body every couple hours. Uh, I think in this one article that I read, actually, they're pumping it every hour on the hour. They had to do it because, because it's just white blood cells and it's delivering oxygen, it depletes very quickly. So you're going through bags and bags and bags and bags and bags, and you're only using it in order to jumpstart the body's natural healing process when the body can actually create its own blood, white blood cells. Right. Um, and that's the main purpose of the hemopure. Uh, it's basically a jumpstart your own production of the white blood cell. Um, and the cost to that is both obviously physically, nobody knows what's going to happen. No one knows the side effects of it. Um, and also financially, 
each bag, one bag alone costs the hospital $200. And of course that's going to multiply for the patient or whoever's paying, because then you're paying the $200 plus you're paying medical uh, supplies and uh, the, the doctors who are there as well. You're paying, you're basically ramping up to around $2,000 at minimum uh, if you end up doing a hemopure blood transfusion. One thing, though, that I think is really interesting about this hemopure, though, is even though it's not like your typical blood transfusion, um, it's cool in the fact that there is absolutely no, what's the word, like, anybody can use it. Like, you know how, you know, you have type A. Right, you don't need a universal donor, donor, matching donor or anything like that. This hemopure can work for anybody and everybody. Period. Well, the one thing that I found interesting, I don't know if this is in the article that you read, but uh, it said that one population that might benefit from the expansion of the blood management program, which is uh, what Dr. Uh, Bruce Spice or Spice in this article is a part of said that Jehovah witnesses would most, uh, most definitely benefit from this product, but it doesn't go into why. And I didn't get a chance to research what significance that would mean. Why would Jehovah witnesses benefit from this product over other people? Well, I, I think the main reason being that as a Jehovah witness, there's a religious reason as to why they can't accept a blood transfusion. So if oh. a Jehovah's Witness needs a blood transfusion religiously, they're not allowed to do it. That's a sin, and they can actually be cast out of uh, the, the, the uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Like, I don't even know what they call it, the Jehovah's Witness. Um, <laughs> I think it's know, a parish. For me, you just but, call it a church, you know. Right. They'd be kicked out of the congregation and whatever. Uh, you know, that there's that's that what I was risk. thinking, but I I didn't know for sure, and I didn't get a chance to research it. And I was talking to Shelley about it, and she's like, "Well, I I think that they're not allowed to accept any any drugs or any blood, but it, I mean, if." They can't accept drugs. They wouldn't be able to accept this because it's classified as a drug. So, yeah. Well, and on top of that, let's face it: like they can't accept human blood as a, for blood transfusion because it goes against God's will. If you're dying, right. you're dying. That you got to accept it. Um, but this is also cow's blood, or originally cow's blood, I should say, right? Purified, um, which is just so much more <laughs> different. Like I can see a church having problems, religious people having even bigger issue with that. Um, we could get into that kind of stuff and go all night about right religious <laughs> reasons for the implications. Yeah, <laughs> but <clears throat> so that I mean that was something that was I thought was kind of interesting about it. Um, and that that they kind of concentrated on that in this article just a little bit. That oh yeah, you know Jehovah Witnesses would really benefit from from this product um, and. After reading the article again, uh, I did find the the doctors that you had come across in your article as well, Jane Michael, um, and um, there was a couple of people, I guess, that are involved with this. Mary Jane Michael was the one, Dr. Spice's manager. 
So it was interesting to see that there's there's doctors that are really feeling that this is a viable resource. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. And I think there's a lot of reasonable explanations that have something like this. And in the article that I, that I was reading, um, one of the main purposes is if they can develop enough of it, uh, you can basically have this in the ambulance. You can have this in uh, – medical aid backpacks for people who are like working uh, as soldiers overseas medics who need mm. to do a dra- yep. blood transfusion right away. Uh, and this is something that can be used again, though. This is something I think I might've mistake it. Like miss said something earlier about blood, white blood cells uh, because this particular product doesn't actually contain white blood cells. It doesn't contain red cells or plasma or lipoteins, uh, lipoproteins or anything like that. It's actually just hemoglobin. And that's it. Um, and that's created by simply separating the red blood cells out of the cow's blood. And so that's what you're actually getting. You're getting a bag of, a bag of hemoglobin uh, that's going to be pumped into your system. And what's in terms of the look of it, it's been said that it actually looks more like a, like a Cabernet, like a red Cabernet. Uh, so you're basically getting a bag of what looks like wine. It is nowhere near the color of blood. Uh, so it's very dark, almost black in color. Um, and it's it's something that can be administered immediately. There's no warming it up. There's nothing like that they have to worry about because most blood comes in on ice packs. All blood comes in on ice packs. And you have to warm it up first in order to put it into the body. Uh, so this is something that, if called, they can ship it. Uh, and they don't ship it with ice. They just ship it in a box with a couple of packages to keep it from breaking on the way. Just, that's probably a weird thing to see, you know? <laughs> okay, we got the shipment of your blood. Just cut open a cardboard box. FedEx just dropped it off for us. <laughs> well, that was the, the other thing that I found fascinating about this, that, uh, it, you know, it doesn't need to be refrigerated. Unlike regular blood, which uh, is bad within 48 days, this can last up to three years. And yeah, I I was talking to you about this before we started recording. I don't know that I would trust something that has a shelf life of three years to save my life. <laughs> Maybe just let me die. Well, but Maybe the, it'll turn me into a zombie or a vampire. I, do, I right. don't know. Well, if you're starting to worry about that kind of thing, then maybe. But, <laughs> you know, if you're not worried about becoming a vampire or a zombie or something... <laughs> Then you have nothing to lose. By the time that this even becomes an option, it's literally this or death. Uh, so for most people, if you're willing to to go through it, spend the money on it. Uh, obviously, this is something. If the patient is awake, they can make the decision. Otherwise, whoever's uh, their caretaker would have to make that decision. But right. uh, yeah, it, it's it's the last shot, basically. Yeah. It. <sighs> I don't know if there's anything more on on your um, article because mine has pretty much covered everything we've already talked about. But it's, I guess, it is really truly a, a viable option if somebody is is on death's door, um, they don't have a donor or they can't find a compatible donor. Um, something that has kind of been interesting is uh, we did a workshop in the guild about. Um, portraying a medical 
personnel in your book. And one of the things that really upset the the teacher, because she is a part of the medical community, she works in a lab, is that the, the per, uh, the when they do a blood transfusion from person to person in a movie or a book or something, and she's like, no, that would not happen. That person would die right away because nobody knows if they're compatible, even if you're O positive, the universal donor, you don't know if your blood is going to mix well with that person's blood. So this would be a situation where you don't need to worry about that, like you said, and you mm-hmm. could do it right away, right there, and it, and you're you're good to go. Right. And in in support of the writers out there. The occasional plot hole is sometimes necessary because you don't want to get too far off track like, oh, but we have to test it first and spend a whole chapter about that. So hence the reason you don't see that kind of stuff in movies. And that's maybe it's one of those medical shows. You have have writers, uh, what's it called? Um, Perspective or prerogative. You you can do whatever Mm -hmm. you want in your story. It, It doesn't have to truly make sense. I mean... And you don't obviously gear your story towards medical personnel. If a medical personnel person reads that and they're like, no, 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 this is so beyond reality that it's it's not even believable. It's, it's like, well, you know, maybe you're reading this a little too literally. But that's kind of my argument on that, too, is, is it... You, you have to have some leeway in your writing. But anyways, back to Hemapure. Yeah. Um, so it's really, what's interesting about this Hemapure, I mean, there's a lot of things interesting about this Hemapure. <laughs> but when you read through some of these articles, you'll see some that talk about the white blood cells and how Hemapure helps uh, in building that and even supplies it. You'll see others that say there's no re- blood cell content whatsoever there's no blood cell content there's just just hemoglobin um but here like in this particular article that i was reading from men's health at the beginning it says that it's there's no red cells there's no white cells there's no um lipoproteins or anything like that it's just hemoglobin which is red cells stripped from which is stripped from the red cells in uh cow's blood but then down at the end of the article where Zephyrilis, uh, this is the last name of the man who actually uh, was the one who provided the, hemo- the hemoglobin in this article to Dr. Lee, who was looking for, for named Alexis, who basically going, she was, she was dying. She, her blood hemoglobin levels were dropped down below two, which I think on average a person is between 12 and 15. So he called this person and at the end, he was just wanted to make a statement because uh, <clears throat> he said he thinks it's time to drop comparisons and reset expectations completely. The mistake that previous companies made was that they stated or that was that they started claiming this was artificial blood, which it's not. It's red cells only. And this is one of those contradictions that we're seeing in some of these articles is that saying there's no red cells whatsoever in hemoglobin products like Hemopure. But then at the end of the article, it's saying, no, hemoglobin is red cells only. Uh, and I think there's a lot of confusion as to what is what I'm assuming. I don't know much about the medical aspects of 
any of this <laughs> blood or anything. Uh, so, well, hemoglobin usually is travels on the red blood cells. That's what blood cells right. are filled with. So, I mean, I guess in a sense, the the hemoglobin would need a carrier, so the the red blood cells would have to be in there. But I don't know for sure because in the article I I was looking at really didn't go into details what hemopure was other than a, a bovine blood uh, byproduct substitute. So, mm-hmm. so what else can we say about hemoglobin? Well, or hemo, sorry, hemopure. It's a lot of <laughs> hemo stuff in this. Yeah, uh, <laughs> hemopure. Well. This one is actually really interesting because the industry and in this type of industry, uh, a lot of hype ran away from science. And the science was that this is indeed red cells, it's hemoglobin used for what it's meant to be used for. That's blood transfusions. Uh, but because this hype got so far stretched and pulled away from science that in 2007 a danish cyclist michael rosm i think it's rosmosen was forced to quit the tour de france while in the leader's yellow jersey because he'd somehow secured hemopure as a performance enhancing drug it was useless he later tweeted a pure placebo so that's one thing that we probably need to consider here because that was another question i think I myself had was at what point do people find this hemopure and think, oh, hey, let's use it as a performance enhancer because it delivers oxygen in the blood, mm. which is the same thing that nitric oxide does anyway. Um, but I'm more concerned as how this person ended up taking it. <laughs> right. He's using needles to basically add cow's blood into his system. Um, right. Trying to get stronger? I don't know. It's weird. Um. Yeah. The Department of Defense recently committed, by the way, $8.2 million to the study of hemopure in up to 1,600 pre-hot trauma patients in South Africa. Transport times are far longer than the 11-minute average in the U.S., and clean blood is in short supply. So we do see that we have the government already putting money into something that isn't FDA approved in the hopes that they can help them in third world countries and areas where blood is just not easy to get to, or you're struggling to get to a hospital that might have the blood. Uh, and this is exactly what they're hoping for here in America too, is that this hemopure is going to be something that can, again, uh, be instilled in uh, ambulances for EMTs to use. It can be used on the battlefield for medics. It can be used pretty much anywhere at any time because of the long shelf life and the absolute um, universal ability of it to be injected into anybody if needed. Right. Yeah. It's, it's something that I think can go both ways. Like you said, with the using it for not so good things, but if the, if the military is backing it, and I think they they are backing it because it it can save not just people from third world countries, but in a pinch, save soldiers. So I think that it's it's a 
smart decision on their behalf because I I don't know the statistics, but I'm sure there have been plenty of soldiers that have died from blood loss because there wasn't the blood there to do it. And we have been in short supply of blood for years now because people are not donating as much. Um, There's also the incompatibility issue, like we're talking about with hemopure versus regular blood. And there's a lot more diseases that we can't clean out of blood now, too. Right. Right. And and regarding the diseases, this this whole idea of hemopure actually began when HIV and AIDS was really first established and became known to scientists uh, and to the hospitals. And that was the main thing for hemopure originally was to be developed to help people with those type of diseases. Um, And what's really weird, especially since this is America, uh, here we are in 2020 talking about whether or not hemopure can be used and whether or not it should be used. And the FDA has yet to approve it. And yet hemopure has been used and approved for hospital use in South Africa for decades. It has a very good safety record over 20 years, but they still don't have a lot of data for its use in trauma situations, which is why the FDA is still waiting to approve it. And they're trying to, um, in this case, the Department of Defense committing that $8.2 million uh, to really test it and see if it'll work in trauma situations where you need it now, not yesterday and not tomorrow, you know? Yeah. Well, um, there's a lot of stuff that has been used in other countries and we're just not approving it because we don't know the effects, usually because doctors from other countries are not giving their reports away. They're basically mm-hmm. just selling the product and say, here, you know, do the research yourself. So it's it's interesting stuff, I mean, to say the least. And it's even more interesting that you had found an, another article that linked it to a brain uh, product that essentially could probably help Alzheimer's um, memory loss patients it's it's fascinating stuff but um we are at that halfway mark so we're going to take a quick break folks we will be right back with paratruth radio hi this is comedian and writer and let's be honest i do a lot of things this is dean archipotis the host of whiskey business the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. There are spirits everywhere, watching, waiting, seeking 
that opportune time to reveal themselves like no other. They fill our worlds with so much. Seriously? You didn't just do that. You farted on the promo? What's wrong with you? I thought you were professional. G go away. Go I, I got it. I got it. Hey everybody, it's Brian Bowden, host of Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin Universe. We have an amazing show that covers the paranormal, conspiracies, music, art, entertainment, trending topics, and so much more. Please join us by subscribing to the show on Podbean at InsideTheGoblinUniverse.Podbean.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere you find podcasts. It's an informative, fun, and overall entertaining good time, and uh, we'll keep the gas to ourselves. Why don't you burp next time? Someone give me Brian Anderson. Welcome back to Parachute the Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And I hope you guys are having a good time. If you're just tuning in, start over and listen from the beginning. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he, Hemopure is one of those weird but interesting topics that we recently came across and it's one that's really scientific it, it, it's it's scientific but it's sci-fi it's just it sounds like it's something from a sci-fi movie where you have this purified blood and like you said true blood uh it can be used for in particular or specifically it's used for transfusions clearly somebody at some point decided they try to use it as a, a performance enhancer it didn't work it's not nitric oxide because it doesn't quite deliver oxygen the way they thought it would deliver it. Um, but this is something that has hemoglobin and is built to help your own body get enough hemoglobin and enough oxygen to produce its own white blood cells to, and just its own blood cells, period, to help you survive. Um, so far, some of the pros have been people got better. I don't know if we really need any other pros other than that. Um, but of course there's also some negatives here uh, and things you got to be careful for. And one is, for example, receiving too much of the hemoglobin uh, or this hemopere can actually end up giving too much oxygen and if it's in the blood. Well, you can end up with a number of different issues, including uh, seizures, uh, different flutters, you're violently seizing, uh, brain damage, things like that can actually become even worse, or if you've never had them, can become new and stay with you the rest of your life, which is very important as well. And that's one of the things I think that they, they considered maybe one of the biggest negatives and possibilities for side effects is that you can end up getting seizures and those seizures or some type of brain damage, and that'll just last if you survive by the rest of your life you're stuck with it that's going to be and that's not, it's one of those issues so you have to really test out and see how you can fix it which i'm not so sure you can but i don't know yeah um that on top of everything else kind of makes me not suspicious but very deterrent towards using it um, I mean, if worse comes to worse and, and I need a blood transfusion, I guess what's the worst that's going to happen if I'm dying already? But um, I guess, what what are your thoughts on this? What, Like, personally, what do you think about um, this? You know, I mean, I'm, 
I, I got to say that I'm probably, I'm actually probably for it. You know, this it, is something like that again is only being used last. It's the last option. There's no other option other than this or it's death. And in that type of circumstance, I mean, uh, so long as insurance covering or helping or you have the money for it, obviously this stuff racks up a lot. And it's horrible to think that you have to choose between life because of financial issues. Um, but that's kind of where society is and our world is, is today. Um, but if this is the last opportunity, your last chance to survive and you want to, then why not? I mean, the, the absolute worst that can happen is you end up dying from it, which was going to happen regardless anyway, if you didn't take it. So use it. So I think there's that, there's always that possibility uh, that you can be okay. You know, sure. There's possible side effects, but there's no guarantee that those side effects will be, you know, look at medications today, any medication you take, there's so many side effects. Some of those side effects are death with some of these medications, by the way. Right. Uh, A lot of the side effects are worse than the side effects from whatever you have. Exactly. And, but that's, and that's the thing though, because the side effects, you have to note this one particular thing about side effects when it comes to any medications out there. Uh, The majority of them, especially the ones that say they cause death or heart attack or this or that, these can be very, very, very minor in scale uh, in their testing. We're we're talking about below 1%. Uh, So you have something like 0.2, 0.5% of people tested that ended up having a heart attack or dying but the other, whatever, we'll just say, and this, we'll say 1%, the other 99% were perfectly fine. Is it really a side effect? Or was this person just happened to have a weird, like, what? who knows? It could be anything. But because it happened during the test, they have to go ahead and submit that in their claim. Some of the side effects that they even show on TV may not be an actual side effect. It may have just been a coincidence, but because it happened during trials, boom, you have to add it. So that's one thing to consider and understand. But the problem with that is you just never really know. You never know what the actual side effects are. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know, man, like going over the fact that this has been used to stimulate dead pig brains and, um, the possible, I mean, I, I'm not really sure I really believe this, but causing some type of zombie-like thing, I'm not saying that that would happen, obviously. I, I think that that type of zombie that is portrayed in fiction is not what zombies would be if there was such a thing as zombies. Because we've done research on zombies, and we've, I believe, done a show on zombies where... Uh, a lot of times it's a drug that causes the zombie-like state. But um, mm-hmm. messing messing with that biology and testing it on a dead brain and it having actual effects, um, we I, I feel we are asking for some uh, misgivings about it because who knows what would happen. I mean, the the benefits is good, too. Like, we could possibly, if not cure uh, Alzheimer's, at least limit the effects of it. Uh, people with brain damage could possibly give them a little more functionality. Um, I don't know. I, I, with all this tampering that we do these days, 
in medicine, I feel that we're asking for trouble. Not that there's not any good that can come out of it, but what what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think that there can be implications that could cause some major issues for humanity? Um, you know, I I don't know for sure, but I can I could definitely see, it, especially if you were talking about, um, like just for example, let's think about women who who end up having using the Simopure as a for transfusion. Um, they survive and then end up getting pregnant. Could there be some type of side effect that way? Um, right. You know, and, and what does that do to the child? Uh, how long does it stay in the system? You know, how does it, again, like I know hemopure technically isn't cow's blood anymore, but these are still red blood cells from a cow. Um, and again, I'm not a med student. I didn't go to school for medicine. I don't know how it works. But in my mind, and I think in the mind of most people, when they see that and hear that, they're going to think the same thing. And so maybe that's something, hopefully, if anyone who is a doctor knows or who's into medicine and understands this hemopure thing can maybe shed a little light on that for everybody. It'd be great to have you send us uh, a little chat or an email or something. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, that's one of the, I think, biggest concerns I could think of. You know, uh, I, I can't say that there's going to be some type of again some weird zombie thing or you know who knows what um but then again who the heck knows you know i mean yeah with, with the way splicing is going these days uh dna splicing and stuff i mean who knows where we're gonna end up <laughs> there might be three of me one day and we'll all be talking <laughs> on parachute radio in 29 something i don't know 2090 <laughs> we'll see it's like back then what what would be really interesting is if we cloned you and each one had a different opinion about what you guys were talking about. That would be really interesting. <laughs> that would be annoying is what it would be. <laughs> well, um, a, a audiobook that I have listened to now going on four times um, talks about a guy who sells his brain or his head to a cryogenics lab and uh, he ends up coming back as an AI. Well, um, he's put into this ship and sent out, and he can replicate himself. And a, a lot of the story is about himself talking to to each other and how their personalities differentiate. So hmm. it's really interesting because I, then I think to myself, would I would my personality really split off that much if I duplicated myself and verifies the fact that I don't want to duplicate myself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and, but that goes into the whole theory and the question as to like you know, there's there's this this actually goes along with some of the paranormal stuff we probably talked about in the past, but when you have a organ transplant and you take on someone else's organ, there's the idea that part of that person is with you and your own uh uh what do you call it like uh i don't know if it's your thinking pattern or little quirks that you have can end up changing to mimic those of that other person uh there's a movie out that came out years ago uh i forget what it's called what the hell is it called i can't think of what it's called but it had jessica alba 
and her mm-hmm. eyes yeah, were in places in yeah. eyes. Uh, and she was able to see through that person's eyes, and it was kind of creepy. But yeah, you know, that's something that's like a serious debate, and people are worried about trans or uh, cell um, memory, transplants, and stuff like that because yeah. of this possibility. Especially like uh, I just watched a show the other day called The Good Doctor. Don't know if you've ever seen it. It's a typical medical show, but it's pretty interesting, you know, about a student who has autism. And this one kid needed a new liver, I think, or he was going to die. And the only liver that was available to them was from a serial killer. And the serial killer wanted to give donate the organ, but the kid didn't want it because he didn't want a serial killer's organ inside of him for a number of different reasons. So, you know, it, that is another one of those things, probably yet another episode of Paratrice sometime down the future. Uh, I think we've actually talked about something like this with Jerry before in the past. Yep. Uh, yep. And, you know, who knows? I, I don't think there's any real evidence or research say, stating that something like that could happen, that you can actually take on the mannerisms of somebody else just by having an organ or blood or whatever. Um, but there are stories in which that has happened um, or people claim to have say it's happened or maybe memories that they have that they shouldn't have that somebody else did right. you know it's weird stuff well it's it's something that yeah we could definitely do another show on because um all all the stuff i had done research on that for uh didn't say anything about the person finding any information on the donor like that mm-hmm. can truthfully mess with your mind and uh influence your your per- perception on I'm oh my god I'm I'm getting these traits from this person because their stuff is in my body. Well no, you you right. probably read something and now you're all of a sudden seeing a coincidence. Um that's a very good possibility. That's a possibility that cell memory is a thing too. Who knows? But before we get too much further into this rabbit trail and go longer than we need to um we are out there in social media as we said earlier uh check out newlanternmedia.com and uh, we got some several shows on there now we have paratruth radio beyond reason which is kind of defunct at the moment but the episodes are still up uh we have crime crack which we should get on and do another episode of that as well and uh, an episode where you don't have to listen to Eric and myself's voice all the time. Uh, Two Girls in a Zoom Potato, which is with Shelly, Nicole, and Whitney, where they try to influence... Two girls try to influence the Zoom Potato on a particular topic. It could be a video game that the other two like and the one has not played or dislikes. Uh, it could be a TV show. It could be a book. Uh, and it's actually really interesting. It does have a video... Uh, counterpart to it so if you follow us on youtube uh the new lantern media channel you can see see the videos as well and it's truthfully hilarious to see somebody as a cartoon potato talking to two regular women so (laughs) so definitely check out all of those shows and uh yeah we're trying to get more shows on um there we are talking to a couple other just paranormal shows. We're talking to people who either already have shows or want to start up a show about a specific topic. 
Um, Eric is actually talking to his sister about bringing on a limited series about her web series. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of great stuff coming to New Lantern Media. So definitely stay tuned. Um, anything further you need to say? No, I don't think so. Uh, we'll, we'll just be back soon. <laughs> All right. All right, <laughs> folks. Until next time where you'll find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. This is That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware. When your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot-com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot-com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe.